The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017. The president-elect of the United States, Donald J. Trump. reports of an active shooter near the Mandalay Bay Casino. The year in your ear. The deadly terror attack in lower Manhattan today. Now returns on the Blaze Radio Network. We have been meeting with officials here who told me that even though it appears on the surface that things have calmed in terms of the military activity up until just a matter of hours ago when those missiles were launched, they say that this is the most tense situation that many of them have seen in a number of years. And the reason for that goes back uh, to those words from President Trump, uh, fire and fury, locked and loaded. Even though the news cycle in the United States has moved on here in North Korea, they are still thinking about that. They considered it a threat. And while We've heard a lot of fiery rhetoric from North Korea over the last month. We're now seeing something very different that we haven't seen since the end of July when they launched that intercontinental ballistic missile. We are seeing actual military activity. So you mentioned those three ballistic missiles that were launched. You mentioned their short range. Uh, two of them travel just about 250 kilometers or just over 150 miles. But that puts all of Seoul potentially in striking range, key U.S. military bases in South Korea well within striking range. And even though this was just one of uh, dozens of missile tests, ordered by North Korea's Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un. We're also seeing him appear. He, uh, just within the last uh, hour or so, uh, appeared on state media here on the, the evening news in North Korea. Although we have faced a potential war with Korea again since the Korean War in the 1950s, and there have been little things that have popped up over the years where it gets tense for a while, it has not been like um, it has not been as ten- as intense as it was in tw- like it was in 2017, probably since the Korean War. Oh, I'd say so. Yeah, not for any extended period of time. Hey there, it's Doc Thompson and Pat Gray for the year in your ear. I'm a little biased in this, Pat, and I have to admit my bias. My wife was born in South Korea. Most of her family lives in Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to police the world. That's not what I want America to do. I'm tired of fighting everybody's battle for them. The money, mm-hmm. the blood loss. However, I don't think this cat's going to stop. I don't think yeah. Kim Jong-un is going to stop. He's pretty nutty. And it's, it's, uh, it's interesting because some experts claim that they're way ahead in their missile development. And they've, they've got missiles now that it could actually reach the U.S. mainland. Others say they're nowhere near that. I don't even know who to believe on this. Um, I read an article because everybody was saying that if some sort of heated action develops uh, militarily between us and North Korea that Seoul would be obliterated within hours. And one of these experts uh, wrote a massive article on how that's just not so um, because they've got missile defense. They're not as North Korea is not as advanced as people are saying. So you really don't know what to believe. I, I, you got all these conflicting reports. I, I don't know if North Korea is in the dark ages or or if they're they've joined all of us in the modern age. I, I don't know. From what I can tell, um, yeah, Seoul is obviously going to be a target, and if they get a if they even get a couple of shots off, it's going to be bad for Seoul. I don't think obliterated. Um, when you look at based on what information we have, they have a lot of more traditional, conventional weapons along the border. You know, mm-hmm. missiles along the board, they could easily go over and, and quite a few. Um, and yeah, likely you're going to have, if reports are true, the ability for them to send the now miniaturized nuclear warhead that they have on an ICBM. It looks like they're right there. Obviously, if we did anything, anybody 
leading our military, any member of the military, any general, they know they have to get the nukes. And then yeah. secondarily, they have to get um, any of those weapons that would be targeted at Seoul. Can we use some sort of um, electromagnetic pulse? Can we use cyber warfare to shut down some of that stuff? I mean, theoretically, if we ever got pushed to that point, they would know that and get most of it, I think. I would think so, and I, I would hope so. You know, we've been preparing for this for 60 years, mm. over 60 years now. So you know there's got to be some contingency, right? There's got, there's got to be some kind of plan in place for when this implodes and and it, most everybody thinks at some point it's going to especially with a nutty guy like Kim Jong Un in charge are cooler heads going to prevail in North Korea it doesn't look like it to me just a month or so ago we had a prisoner a north or excuse me a soldier a North Korean soldier defect by running across the DMZ that's unheard mm. of wow he got shot uh, i think 5 times ended up surviving is doing okay he had a persistent uh, liver disease, hepatitis B, mm. and an active parasite in his bowels that the worms were, they said, 11 inches long. Wow. This was a soldier. That's pretty nasty. Oh, it is. This is what they live with in North Korea. This was Jeez. a soldier, meaning he was not at the low end. He was not the, the lowest in their society. He actually had a, you know some food and some access to medical and whatever. That was him. What do you think the rest of the people are like? Oh, and the people in the concentration camps that we rarely hear about, but they've got these labor camps where, I mean, tens of thousands of people are starving to death in them, are being tortured to death, are in just terrible states of health. And, And then, you know, even if you're not in a labor camp, there's been boycotts of that nation for so long, and they are communist and have been communist for so long. So they've got a, a wrecked economy anyway, even without the boycotts. It's got to be really bad for the normal citizens in North Korea. Well, it was so funny <laughs> over the last year we keep hearing, well, we're going to, we got more sanctions. That's our plan. And I was like, wait, yeah, we've been wait, doing that. Wait, wait, how has that worked <laughs> out? It hasn't really worked. A few years ago, um, a prison, a former prisoner escaped from North Korea. He was a younger man, late teens. Uh, he wrote a book called Escape from Camp 14. Now, several mm. people have escaped from North Korea and written books. His was an interesting story. His mother, for something she didn't do, it was a family member because they punished three generations, was put into one of So that is camps. a true thing. Yeah, absolutely. They actually, when you commit a crime against the state, they punish not just you, but three generations yeah, so, of your family? So it moves lateral. Wow. So your cousins, sisters, brothers, whatever, but then it lo- moves three generations that's insane oh it's it's crazy that's insane and it's all that's their control mechanism well <laughs> his mother through something she didn't do was put into a labor camp and she was raped by the guards and she had him with virtually no medical support in the labor camp and had to raise a baby while in a labor camp he was tortured most days of his life by somebody the guards whoever and at the age of like six or seven something like that one day, she's pulled into the middle of the camp, and while he watches, they shoot her. And then his man. life gets oh, really, man. really bad, and he is tortured mm. even more. And at some point, he finally said, I'm not going to believe that things are so much worse everywhere else. I, I'm getting out of here. He didn't even know where he was going. He just fled and eventually made his way back 
to, it made his way to South Korea where they have a reunification program and try to take care of you. But this is what goes on. And this is what Americans don't understand. And this is why I have so much trouble with it. And something I'm going to be conflicted with as we move through 2018. I'm a Christian and I know what goes on over there. And this is arguably on the level of what has happened at the worst times in, in human history, like Nazi Germany in, in the second world war. Since your wife is from South Korea, have you, have you been there? Yeah. You visited? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. My wife's family has um, a piece of property and a compound, several houses in that, that the family lives in that's right up next to the DMZ. Wow. Where they have South Korean soldiers that often will walk through their property, making sure it's all protected on that, that side. Mm-hmm. And the first time I visited, we're driving from Seoul. It's a few hours away, and it's twisty and windy roads. And we pass these huge monolithic like uh, man-made cement structures, maybe six feet wide, and they run along the road maybe 10, 15 feet, and then 10 whatever feet high. And they have big blocks up on top of them. It's just a very odd structure. And I saw a couple of them. I finally asked, what, what are those? Well, those blocks up on tops have little legs in front, and they can blow the legs off, and these big cement structures fall into the road to stop anybody from invading from the north. Oh, and this is what they lived with because wow. because of the mountains, the only way they're going to be able to invade is on the roads, which go through the, the lower spots. And the same thing when you mm. go over the, the bridges, there are natural impediments that they build into the bridges so you can't invade using the creek beds and stuff. Wow. And the subway system in Seoul is designed to be a fallout shelter. And they live with this every day. They always know that's out there. It's almost like us during the Cold War, how... You know it's bad. At times it gets real serious, but you just kind of live with that sort of Damocles hanging yeah. over your head. Yeah. When I was in grade school in the uh, in the 70s, uh, I remember doing drills where you get under your desk, mm-hmm. where you do the, the air raid drills. <laughs> right, right. Like, if it's a nuclear holocaust, I- I'm going to be okay if I'm under my desk. Everyone knows that's <laughs> certainly going to protect you. Absolutely. that's. <laughs> I was under my desk when I got uh, a s- incinerated. So, that was really good. I'm So, kind of a weird thing. So, I can't imagine living with that every day and that... That always hanging over your head, but it, I guess it's kind of a way of life to them. They're probably pretty used to it by now. Yeah, they are. Uh, one of the things about North Korea that's really interesting and something we're going to have to deal with in the future. Uh, for years, they have exported meth. They export a lot of meth to to China and other places around the world, and they give it to their own people and tell them it's medicine. So it's like you got wow. cancer or whatever. Here's meth. And they think it's actual medicine and it uh-huh. makes you feel a little bit better for a while. Look, I have so much energy now, you know, <laughs> but it's meth. I mean, this is what they're doing to their own people. So what are we wow. supposed to do? Um, this mm. is definitely a threat for us. President Trump, I don't know if he's serious about taking action or not, but he had some pretty strong words about North Korea. The regime Korea. has interpreted America's past restraint as weakness. This would be a fatal miscalculation. This is a very different administration than the United States has had in the past. Do not underestimate us and do not try us. All responsible nations must join forces to isolate the brutal regime of North Korea, to deny it and any form, any form of it, 
You cannot support. You cannot supply. You cannot accept. I can't think of a time in American history where we've heard stronger words. And anything that was right. even close we to that it. was, we are at war. We, yeah, yes. The, the only thing that I think approaches that is uh, Ronald Reagan calling say. the Soviet Union the evil empire and telling Gorbachev, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. But those weren't threats. No. Really. Uh, these are threats, essentially, that the American president is making. And I've got mixed feelings on it. Part of me really likes it I, because I think that's what they respond to. They, they respond to everything else as weakness, as Trump just said. And so he certainly isn't, isn't responding weakly. He, he's responding with, with threatening words that they're not used to. And it must cause some doubt in their minds it as to, to whether or not. Because they know. I mean, they, they, cannot, they bluster and, and they can say whatever they want. But in reality, they have to know we have the capability to completely wipe them off the face of the earth. We, we could do that. And when you've got an American president saying that's a possibility, it's got to create some kind of doubt in your mind, right? Absolutely. I absolutely think it does. That's what they respond to. That's what yeah. they know. The other yeah. interesting thing is they're not stopping. They know they need nuclear capability to be a true world power. They know they have to do that. And they haven't stopped. Kim Jong-un has tested more missiles than his father and grandfather combined, like three times as many as the two of them have combined. Wow. I think he's into the 60, 70 mm. number that he's tested in just a few years. And his father and grandfather together, I think, tested 30. Wow. So they're not stopping. No. Their goal is to have nuclear missile capability. And where do you think they're going to go from there? Are they suddenly going to go, okay, we're here. Now we'll stop being this way. Well, we just want to get along now that we have a seat at the table. <laughs> no, they don't no, understand that they stuff. Don't. No, they it's don't. going to be keep pushing, keep pushing, pushing. Do you think Trump is serious about it? what he says don't uh, test us i yeah i think he is i think he is i of all the presidents that we've had in recent memory i think he's the one that may actually back that up with action it, it's kind of scary to think because i'm not sure we want that uh, i certainly not a preemptive strike because we don't we don't do that but uh, on the other hand you don't want to wait until it's too late and south seoul south korea is obliterate, obliterated or he's taken out hawaii well, think, think about you and I growing up with Jimmy Carter, knowing how weak he was in the world stage oh, yeah. and the Soviet Empire and others going, OK, we got this Ronald Reagan. This cat's a cowboy. Yeah. You know, this cowboy's coming in. We don't know what this guy's going to do. And it scared our enemies. And it w- there was a little bit of good in that. Yeah, there was. I mean, I think the trick is making sure you present that front where they think you're just a little bit cray cray. You could go <laughs> off and do this stuff. He may just stab us in the eye, but... Not so much that they're forced into taking action. 2017. But in dark times. The year in your ear. Americans do what they do best. We pull together. Brought to you by the Blaze Radio Network. 